ओम नमो भागवते वासुदेवाय Which poor animals are sacrificed. 
How such a person is punished is described herein. The word Dambayapinishu in this verse is significant. If one violates the Vedic instructions while performing yajna and simply makes a show of sacrifice for the purpose of killing animals, he is punishable after death. In Kolkata, there are many slaughterhouses where animal's flesh is sold that has supposedly been offered in sacrifice before the goddess Kali. The Shastras enjoin that one can sac- sacrifice a small goat before the goddess Kali once a month. Nowhere it is said that one can maintain a slaughterhouse in the name of temple worship and daily kill animals unnecessarily. Those who do so receive the punishments described herein. So with your blessings, um, I shall endeavor to speak some words on Srimad Bhagavatam for the pleasure of our worshipable deities, Shishi Kaurinda, Shishi Adhavala, Shishi Kaurinda, Sudhamani, I pray that it may be very fine all of us. So here in this chapter, we are hearing descriptions of different hellish planets. It's almost end of Shri Bhagavatam. And uh, various hellish planets have been described. So far in Shri Bhagavatam, this fifth kingdom, we heard the universal structure and uh, there was a description that uh, right in the bottom of uh, Humanda, that we, there are there are highest planets, 28 different highest planets. So Sukhdeva so Swami is uh, giving some description of those planets. And we came across different different highest planets and now we are hearing the highest planet known as Vishwasan, which is particularly meant for uh, the people who consume meat for Various purpose, whether that be uh, religious, so-called religious sacrifices, Durga Puja or Kali Puja, or for sense gratification, for the tongue. So there is punishment waiting for them. This is what we are hearing. So they will be sent into that hell and will be punished by servants of Yamaraj and they will kill them after that. So I shall discuss some of the points about animal killing and uh, especially not uh, the facts and figures how many animals are killed and uh, what sort of atrocities and quality they go through. But rather, um, I should be, I would be discussing on the cause of, the root cause of this kind of sinful, heinous activities people go through. And what is the root cause? And then uh, later in the, in the class, I would read a series of verses from Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita when Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu delivers Chandkazi, uh, he, he, he kills demonic mentality Chandkazi had by reason and argument. Then he discusses uh, animal killing and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu defeats him. 
So, uh, there's so much animal killing going around on this planet. If you need to know, then just you know, Google on internet and you can find out facts and figures how many animals are being killed on a daily basis. Why, why do people kill and eat animals? What is the reason from the audience? Give me some answers. What do you think? For the time. For the time, yes. What is it? When they grow up in that way, they've been taught to do out of habit. Yeah, ignorant. They're not aware of, you know, what is happening. Everyone is doing, so let's do it. Nothing wrong with that. So one is for tongue and one is out of ignorance. Very true. Srila Prabhupada, once uh, he was asked that uh, why these young people, American people and everywhere else, wherever Prabhupada was traveling and preaching, why these young people are giving up our own religion, Christianity, and joining Hare Krishnas? Why they are becoming Hare Krishnas? So then Prabhupada replied uh, that your Christianity has commandments and one of them is thou shall not be killed. But still you people, your society is maintaining slaughterhouses. So these boys and girls are intelligent. They are seeing your hypocrisy. You are not following your religion properly. And here they see that that God consciousness, Krishna consciousness, spirituality is being practiced. Very nicely. So that's why they leave your religion and they come to us. Hmm? And on other times, Sri Prabhupada was uh, <coughs> discussing about killing animals. And he was, uh, he was saying that one should not kill animals. So someone put argument, they don't have soul. Animals don't have soul. So what's wrong in killing them? Prabhupada could see, you know, how dull-headed that person is. And people do think like that. Animals don't have soul. So Prabhupada said, no, no, they do have soul. Animals and children are very much same. Children and animals are very much same. They they, they, they they, they are very uh, innocent. And children also do Things like animals, you know, they put, they put everything in their mouth, you know, whatever they see around, you know, <laughs> and they run around, they play, and uh, what not, you know. So they are also like animals. Why don't you kill your children? So they can see there is life in the human child, but there is no life in animal. So such an ignorance, as Mother pointed out, such an ignorance people have. So, <clears throat> These are the two reasons, actually, that people do commit these kind of sinful activities day in and day out. This word mentioned about the Dhammaya Kyeshu, especially Prabhupada is talking about, this was talking about Kali Puja and Durga Puja. So for prestige, people perform this kind of fear games where animals are being slaughtered. As Bhagavad Gita says that fortunate people actually get birth in aristocratic family and Brahman family. But they misuse the position. Krishna gave them that birth, that kind of birth, so that they can advance in bhakti, they can advance in spirituality. Because a lot of facilities are already been given beforehand. You don't have to work hard to meet your livelihood. But unfortunately, they misuse the facility. And uh, some of them, especially here, it's mentioned about Kali Puja, Kali Puja, and Durga Puja, that they perform this kind of uh, sacrifices, animal sacrifices to please Goddess Kali. And why? 
So, as in the result, in the end, they gain some favor, material favor from Goddess Kali. Their material prosperity increases. That's their sole purpose. And what they will do with that material prosperity, material wealth? They engage themselves in more sense gratification. So, ultimately, the, the root cause is sense gratification. The driving factor to come into sin is sense gratification. In the end, I want to enjoy my senses unlimitedly. And some people will have material benefits they are seeing. They, they, okay, this business, you know, people are consuming meat, so let's open butcher house, let's open slaughterhouses and you know, kill animals and sell them off. We can make money. And what will they do with money? Again, it comes to same point. They want to enjoy their senses using that money. So again, driving factor is the sense gratification. And most of the people, most of the people in the society, they are consuming meat because uh, it's, it's just a normal thing to do. That's what they think. Everyone does. Uh, that's how we grew up. Our parents, our uh, relatives, our neighbors, my friends, and everyone, you know, everyone consumes meat. Everyone consumes alcohol. That's what they do. This is the lifestyle. Mm. So let's do it. But they don't think twice. What is the problem with that? Mm. And this is what happens when we engage in sense education activities uh, and especially the sinful activities we perform, we become dull-headed. Our intelligence becomes very dull. So the fine intelligence, the contemplative intelligence required to advance in spirituality doesn't come. It, it gets destroyed. This is what happens when there is a problem with sense gratification. In Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says in the second chapter, from verses from 61 to 64. So there he mentions this point that one who restrains his senses, keeping them under full control and fixes his consciousness upon me is known as man of steady intelligence. While contemplating the objects of the senses, a person develops attachment to for attachment for them. So when we have sense objects in front of us, we start thinking, how, how shall I enjoy that? What can I do with that? So we become attached to those sense objects. And from such attachment, lust develops. I want to enjoy that. And from lust, anger arises. Not necessarily that all our desires are fulfilled. So when they are not fulfilled, anger arises. Frustration arises. And then from anger, complete delusion arises. That they forget basically. I want to get it. And by hook or hook, I'll do it, I'll get it, I'll enjoy it. And then they end up committing some mistakes, some, uh, some creating some problems. So in the delusion, when delusion arises, they forget that what is good and what is uh, bad, what is supposed to be done here and what is not supposed to be done here. So that kind of delusion arises. And from delusion, we will learn men of memory, And when memory is bewildered, intelligence is lost. And when intelligence is lost, one falls down again into the material pool. So here you can see the hierarchy how sense gratification puts oneself in a precarious situation where he loses his intelligence and falls down into material pool. So, this is the problem with sense gratification. Person becomes dull-headed. He loses his intelligence that is required to progress in spirituality. And that's why people uh, don't think twice what is wrong with animal killing. Mm. 
because they are so dull-headed, because committing such simple activities day in and day out. And then in next verse, 64, Krishna says, But the person free from all attachment and aversion and able to control his senses through regulated principles of freedom can obtain the complete mercy of the Lord. So he's talking about regulated principles of freedom. And where do we find the regulated principles described? In the Shastra. Sastra comes from the word sas. Sas means to control. And the two words we have from this is Shastra and Sastra. So one can control someone by using Shastra. Shastra means weapon. And same way, Shastra, very literature, is also meant to control the demoniac mentality of human being. So, this regulatory principle described in the Vedic literature is actually beneficial. That is, and that's what Krishna is saying, the regulatory principle of freedom, it frees us from the material bondage, it frees us from, from the reaction of sinful activities, and it keeps, away, keeps us away from those kind of sinful activities. So, it's actually regulatory principle of freedom, not the bondage. So Shastra is very much, uh, uh, very much required in human life uh, to take guidance from. And devotees are actually very intelligent. In fact, Saramal Bharacharya, when, uh, when Mahaprabhu was uh, residing in Jagannath Puri, every year devotees would come from West Bengal to meet Mahaprabhu to take part in Jagannath Yatra festival. So during those Chaturmas, uh, they would stay in Jagannath Puri in association of Lord Mahaprabhu. So, on such occasion, once uh, many devotees from West Bengal came and uh, there was huge kirtan and when they arrived in Jagannath Puri, everyone, you know, were doing tamasvis kirtan and Lord Mahaprabhu, Vitanaprabhu, Advedanashari, everyone would encourage everyone and they also, you know, uh, uh, take part. Of course, Mahaprabhu, you know, did so he would induce everyone to chant holy name and dance in ecstasy. So seeing that, uh, King Pratapudra said that uh, what is this? You know, I have never seen this kind of celebration. I shall read those verses. This is from Chaitanya Charitamrita Mantirila, 11th chapter, the Veda Kirtan pastimes of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So when Kirtan was going, King Pratapurita said, after seeing that, Upon seeing all these devotees, I am very much astonished, for I have never seen such an effulgence. Indeed, the effulgence is like the brilliance of a million sun. Nor have I ever heard the Lord's names chanted so melodiously. I have never before seen such ecstatic love, nor heard the vibration of the holy name of the Lord chanted in such a way, nor seen such dancing during Sankirtan. And Sarabhavatacharya, who was standing next to him, replied, this sweet transcendental sound is special creation of the Lord known as Prem Sankirtan, congregational chanting in love of Godhead. In this age of Kali, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has descended to preach the religion of Krishna consciousness. Therefore, the chanting of the holy names of the Lord is the religious principle for this age 
Anyone who worships Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu by congregational chanting should be understood to be very intelligent. says that anyone who worships Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu by congregation chanting should be understood to be very intelligent. One who does not do so must be considered a victim of this age and bereft of all intelligence. So, in fact, only devotees are intelligent. As Mahaprabhu uh, devotees saying, In this age of Kali, intelligent person perform congregational chanting to worship the incarnation of Godhead who constantly sings the name of Krishna. Although his complexion is not blackish, his Krishna himself is accompanied by his associates, servants, weapons and confidential companions. The king said, according to the evidence given in the revealed scriptures, it is concluded that Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Lord Krishna himself. Why then, then uh, why then are learned scholars sometimes indifferent to him? The Bhattacharya replied, A person who has received but a small fraction of mercy from Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu can understand that he is Lord Krishna. No one else can. If the mercy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is not bestowed upon a person, regardless of how learned a scholar that person may be, and regardless of his seeing or listening, he cannot accept Lord Chaitanya as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Lord Brahma said, My Lord, if one is favored by even a slight trace of the mercy of your lotus feet, he can understand the greatness of your personality. But those who speculate to understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead are unable to know you, even though they continue to study the Vedas for many. So, one requires Lord's mercy to, to know that Lord Chaitanya is Lord Krishna Himself and the process He is giving for deliverance in this age of Kali Sankirtan is the way to uh, attain Him. And only intelligent people will take part in combinational chanting of Hare Krishna. So question comes, how to revive our lost intelligence? The intelligence, Maya, Pratidhyana, Maya has taken our intelligence. How to revive that intelligence back? What to do? Ruji? You? <laughs> how to revive the lost intelligence? that is actually required to progress in spirituality. What do you advise people in general? I seek your answer. I think you have better answer. Huh? We have better answer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we Ask them to read Prabhupada's books. Ask them to read Prabhupada's books, Prabhupada. Take prasada. Take prasada. Perfect answers. <laughs> <clears throat> but why if sometimes you know, people don't read, uh, don't take prasad? And then many times happen, right? When we go to book distribution, people don't take the books, they refuse. And uh, even prasad, uh, most of people take, but you know, sometimes you know, people are very, uh, very steady. You know? <laughs> they, they, they think, oh, these are the Hare Krishnas, you know. They don't touch even. What to speak of consuming Krishna? What to do? Pray for them, yeah. That's right. So these are called Bhakta Mukhi Sukruti. We engage these people by various means. We give them books, we give them prasadam, you talk to them, find out their interest and you know, somehow or other, you know, uh, trigger uh, their, their thought process in a way that, you know, they become uh, 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 thoughtful and then they think about, you know, this subject matter. Yeah. So, 
engage them in discussion, bring them to temple or other places where we chant Hare Krishna and then you know, do other practices of Krishna consciousness and they take part in that indirectly or directly. So these are the different ways we can we can produce some sukruti, some piety, and this is not a normal piety, this is bhakti mukhish piety. It is uh, sprouted from the process of bhakti. In the twelfth chapter from Bhagavad Gita, from verse number 8 to 12, this progressive path of Krishna consciousness is being described. So Krishna starts from the top and then it goes one step down, 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 like that. So Krishna says in 12.8 that complete absorption in me, Krishna, complete absorption in Krishna is the is the highest uh, platform in Krishna consciousness. And if one is on that platform, one on that level, he lives with Krishna. Krishna is always with him. So can you say, are you on that level? Suddenly, no. <laughs> Me, definitely not. You know, but yes, we have in our, uh, our presence, you know, Shila Prabhupada, uh, uh, Gurus in Iskand, and many devotees even we are not aware of, you know, since they devotees who might be on that level, our Acharyas, uh, they are on that level. So Prabhupada, in his life, we see, we, we haven't witnessed personally, but we heard and we read from his uh, uh, his followers and the biographies written uh, by his devotees that how Prabhupada was fully absorbed always in thinking about how Krishna is serving him. So this is the topmost level one should aspire to uh, be in. But certainly uh, not everyone will be able to do. Prabhupada mentions in that purport that you know, not everyone will be able to do that. So what is uh, what is next step to do? So Krishna himself says that okay, if you are not able to completely absorb yourself in thinking about me, remembering me, worshiping me, then you should follow regular principles of bhakti yoga, and by doing so, you will have desire to attain me. You will gain strong desire to attain. So this is the one step down. So Krishna is saying to follow regular principles of Bhakti Yoga. And Prabhupada explains the purport. Then what are these regular principles of Bhakti Yoga? This is what you do every day. Rising early in the morning, taking baths, coming to temple, Mangalarti, sit down and chant Hare Krishna together with devotees. Do Kirtan. And here should be Bhagavatam, Tekushadam. So these are the activities to be done on a daily basis. These are the regular principles of Bhakti Yoga. But Krishna says, you know, sometimes it happens, you know, people cannot even do that. And I can see the difference, you know, living in Ashram and you know, living in Grasta Ashram, Gunjayashram, Grasta Ashram. So the many things I used to do, I'm not able to do. I'm like, Daily, like eight, ten hours is gone just to you know earn money, and mind and intelligence is focused in that kind of pursuit. Uh, but here, you uh, can relate to this life, that lifestyle, you know, living in tango, you can see you know, how much time and uh, uh, energy you can spend directly serving your Krishna and following the you know, regulatory uh, principles of bhakti yoga. <clears throat> so it, it can happen that uh, one may not be able to follow everything same person. So Krishna says now in the following verse, which is 12.10, that okay, if you are not able to do that, then uh, you should at, at least spend some fruits of your action. So we work outside, so especially this is for uh, 
grocery devotees that we all should uh, spend some earnings of our hard work in service of Lord Krishna. So Krishna is saying that no, be significant, provide expenses of our work, that we can contribute some uh, luxury for uh, publication work, for maintaining temple, for deity worship and uh, propagating Krishna consciousness. Uh, there are a lot of activities there we require uh, money. So one should uh, spend, be sympathetic and spend some money for this cause. Uh, and what will happen? Then Krishna says, uh, uh, as a result, you will be elevated in Krishna consciousness. So you will see 12.8, 9 and 10. From starting from top, Krishna goes little down, little down. And he says the process and then he gives the result. You completely absorb yourself in me and then you will you will you will see that I'm always with you. Okay, if you can't do, you have to follow Radhika principles, you will attain desire. Or you will get desire to attain me. And then if you cannot even do that, okay, you spend some uh, fruits of your action, then you will elevate yourself to Krishna consciousness. So this is the progressive path of Krishna consciousness. Most of our religious devotees in this form falls in that category of uh, 12.10. Uh, <coughs> so yes, it is very essential. And then what happens? Krishna says in 12.11, uh, and then he says, okay, even if you cannot do that, then at least do uh, some martial piety. So he actually now <laughs> not talking about Krishna concept, but he advocates your material piety. That you spend some money for some good cause, like opening up schools or hospitals or giving charity to poor and needy people and whatnot. You know, so this kind of material piety Krishna is saying, and he doesn't mention about any results there, what you will gain there. Because it is not directly related to Krishna consciousness. So you know, there are a lot of other factors involved. So result is unsure. You know, what you will get in this return uh, is completely upon your karma. So he's not talking about results. But indeed he mentioned that. And Prabhupada mentions that you know, what happens if someone does that? His mind becomes purified. So even uh, giving away fruits of your action on material level is helpful. It is advisable. It is good. That helps. Uh, it actually purifies the mind of such person. And with that purified mind, he becomes more receptive when devotees go uh, and many people refuse, but many people want accept. So you can see they are receptive, those who accept. Why? Because there must be some piety attached to them, even on a material level. So this is called karmon mukhi sukruti. By doing good karma, one gets material piety. So that with little purity, they become receptive to the message of Krishna consciousness. And then they will advance. And they will come to temple and then you know, bhakti mukhi sukruti happens. And then they will follow the principles and eventually they will become completely pure devotee. So like that they progress. So this progressive path of Krishna consciousness given by Krishna in Bhagavad Gita. So yes, uh, this is how one should revive our lost intelligence. And uh, people are so ignorant as Mataji mentioned. So uh, talk to them and he try to invoke some uh, thought process. Some some bhakti sukruti by that the lost intelligence will be divided. So I shall read how Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu <coughs> delivered Chan Kazi and kill his demonic mentality by this reason and argument. Especially uh, he's talking about animal killing them. So we have another ten minutes. There are few series of verses. So just give your ear and listen to this beautiful narration of Chaitanya Chaitanya. It's very sweet.
So this is from Chaitanya Chaitanya Adilida, the chapter entitled The Pastimes of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in his youth, the last chapter of Adilida. So this is uh, uh, the scene that devotees uh, in Nauvi were doing congregation chanting. Mahaprabhu had already uh, already started Krishna consciousness movement, and everyone around him in Nauvi were totally absorbed in congregation chanting of Hare Krishna. So many people were disturbed. And the, the, the king, John Kazi, was uh, receiving a lot of complaints. And uh, complaints from Muslim and other uh, so-called Hindus, Pashtunis. Uh, they were, they were uh, not happy with the Sankirtan movement. So they were complaining John Kazi. And John Kazi attempted to stop this movement. So this is the scene. And uh, Mahaprabhu uh, became very angry after a particular incident where uh, servants of Chantrasi broke the Vidaga and you know, dismantled uh, chanting of congregation chanting and you know, beaten up devotees and you know, kind of stopped Sankirtan on the streets and they were threatened. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu got angry and uh, non violent civil those disobedient movement started then. This is the first uh, non-violent civil disobedient movement Mahaprabhu started, not Mahatmagandhi. So this is the thing. So now here Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu reaches house of Chantasi. From there I shall read and then you will hear how he talked to Chantasi. Thereafter when Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu reached the Kazi's house, he sat down by the doorway and said and sent some respectable person to call for the Kazi. When the Kazi came, his head bowed down, the Lord gave him proper respect and seat. In a friendly way, the Lord said, Sir, I have come to your house as your guest, but upon seeing me, you hid yourself in your room. What kind of etiquette is this? The Kazi replied, You have come to my house in a very angry mood. To pacify you, I did not come before you immediately, but kept myself hidden. Now that you have become pacified, I have come to you. It is my good fortune to receive you as guest, like your honor. In our relationship, Nilambar Chakravarti Thakur was my uncle. Such a relationship is stronger than a bodily relationship. Nilambar Chakravarti is your maternal grandfather and by this relationship you are my nephew. When a nephew is very angry, his maternal uncle is tolerant and when the material, uh, sorry, when the maternal uncle commits an offense, the nephew does not take it very seriously. In this way, the Kazi and the Lord talked with each other with various indi- indications, but no outsider could understand the inner meaning of their conversation. The Lord said, My dear uncle, I have come to you, your home just to ask you some questions. The Lord said, You drink cow's milk, therefore the cow's Cow is your mother, and the bull produces grains from your for your maintenance. Therefore, he is your father. Since the bull and cow are your father and mother, how can you kill and eat them? What kind of religious principle is this? On what strength are you so daring that you commit such sinful activities? The Kazi replied, As we have your scriptures called the Vedas and Puranas, we have our scriptures known as Holy Quran. According to the Quran, there are two ways of advancement through increasing the prosperity to enjoy and through 
decreasing the prosperity to enjoy. Pravritti marg and nirvritti marg. On the path of decreasing attachment, nirvritti marg, the killing of animals is prohibited. But on the path of material activities, there is regulation of killing cows. If such killing is done under the guidance of scripture, there is no sin. As a learned scholar, the Kazi challenged Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in your <coughs> Mahaprabhu. As a learned scholar, the Kazi challenged Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. In your Vedic scriptures, there is an injunction for killing the cow. On the strength of this injunction, great sages perform sacrifices involving cow killing. So now Chankas is saying, your Vedic scriptures also talk about cow killing. And many sages have performed sacrifices. Refuting the Kazi's statement, the Lord immediately replied, The Vedas clearly enjoin that cows should not be killed. Therefore, every Hindu, whoever he may be, avoids indulging in cow killing. In the Vedas and Puranas, there are injunctions declaring that if one can revive a living being, one can kill it for experimental purposes. Therefore, the great sages sometimes killed old cows and by chanting Vedic hymns, they brought them back to life for perfection. The killing and rejuvenation of such old and invalid cows was not truly killing but an act of great benefit. Formerly, there were powerful brahmanas who could make such experiments using Vedic hymns. But now, because of the Kali Yuga, brahmanas are not so, not so powerful. Therefore, the killing of cows and bulls for rejuvenation is forbidden. In the age of Kali, five acts are forbidden. The offering of horse in sacrifice, the offering of cow in sacrifice, the acceptance of order of sannyas, the offering of oblations of flesh to the forefathers and the man's begetting children in his brother's wife. Since you Muslims cannot bring killed cows back to life, you are responsible for killing them. Therefore, you are going to hell. There is no way for your deliverance. Cow killers are condemned to rot in hellish life for as many thousands of years as there are hairs on the body of the cow. There are many mistakes and illusions in your scriptures. Their compilers, not knowing the essence of knowledge, gave orders that were against reason and argument. After hearing the statements by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the Kazi, his argument stunned, could not put forward any more words. Thus, after due consideration, the Kazi accepted defeat and spoke as follows. My dear, my dear, my Pandit, what you have said is all true. Our scriptures have developed only recently and they are certainly not logical and philosophical. I know that our scriptures are full of imagination and mistaken ideas. Yet because I am a Muslim, I accept them for the sake of my community, despite their insufficient support. The reasoning and argument in the scripture of the meat-eaters are not very sound, the Ghazi concluded. Upon hearing this statement, Sri Jaitanya Mahaprabhu smiled and inquired, him from, inquired from him as follows. My dear maternal uncle, I wish to ask you another question. Please tell me the truth. Do not try to cheat me with tricks. So now Mahaprabhu is talking about different issue. But in the conclusion, what uh, uh, Mahabhav says is also very relevant here in this subject matter. So we shall read that as well. In your city, there is always congregational chanting of the holy name. A tumultuous uproar of music, singing and dancing is always going on. As a Muslim magistrate, you have the right to oppose the performance of Hindu ceremonies. But now you do not forbid them. I cannot understand the reason why. The Ghazi said, 
everyone calls you Gaurhari. Please let me address you by that name. Kindly listen, O Gaurhari. If you come to private place, I shall then explain the reason. The Lord replied, All these men are my confidential associates. You may speak frankly. There is no reason to be afraid of them. Because he said, when I went to the Hindu's house, broke the drum and forbade the performance of congregation chanting, in my dreams, that very night I saw a great fearful lion, roaring very loudly, his body like human being and his face like a lion's. While I was asleep, a lion jumped on my chest, laughing fiercely and dashing his teeth. Placing its nail on my chest, the lion said in a grave voice, I shall immediately bifurcate your chest as you broke the Vridanga drum. You have forbidden the performance of my congregation chanting, therefore I must destroy you. Being very much afraid of him, I closed my eyes and trembled. Seeing me so afraid, the lion said, I have defeated you just to teach you the lesson. But I must be merciful to you. On that day you did not create very great disturbance. Therefore I have excused you and not taken your life. But if you perform such activities again, I shall not be tolerant. At that time I shall kill you, your entire family and all the meat eaters. So he saw Narasimha Dev in the tree. And Narasimha Dev is being merciful, he is not killing him. But he said, if you, if you hamper Sankirtan movement again, if you do this kind of activities again, I will kill you. And not only you, your entire family. <clears throat> After saying this, the lion left. But I was very much afraid of him. Just see the marks of his nails on my chest. After this description, Chandrasi showed his chest. Having heard him and seen the marks, all the people there accepted the wonderful incident. The Kazi continued, I did not speak to anyone about this incident, but on that very day, one of my audience, order, order, line, order, order lies, come to, came to see me. After coming to me, the orderly said, when I went to stop the congregation chanting, suddenly flames struck my face. My beard was burned and there were blisters on my cheeks. Every orderly who went gave the same description. After seeing this, I was very much afraid. I asked them not to stop the congregation chanting but go home and sit down. Then all the meditators, hearing that there would be unrestricted congregation chanting in the city, came to submit a petition. The religion of the Hindus have increased unlimitedly. There are always vibrations of Hari, Hari. We do not hear anything but this. Other meditators say, the Hindus say Krishna, Krishna. And they laugh, cry, dance and chant and fall on the ground, smearing their bodies with dirt. Vibrating Hari, Hari. The Hindus make a tumultuous sound. If the king Hears it, certainly he would punish you. I then inquired from this Yavanas. I know that these Hindus by nature chant Hari Hari. These Hindus chant the name Hari Hari because that is the name of their God. But you are Muslim meditators. Why do you chant the name, the name of Hindu's God? The meditator replied. Sometimes I joke with the Hindus. Sometimes <coughs> some of them, they called Krishna Das and some are called Ram Das, some of them are called Hari Das. They always chant Hari Hari and thus I thought they would steal the riches from someone's house. Hari also means to steal. So when they say Hari Hari means you know I am going to steal your house, I am going to steal something from your house. So these meditators were teasing the Hindus. Another meditator said, Sir, please hear me. Since the day I joked with some Hindus in this way, my, la, my tongue chants the Hare Krishna hymn and cannot give it up. 
आई डू नॉट नो वॉट मिस्टेक हेम एंड हर्बल पोर्शन दिस हिंदूज नो आफ्टर हियरिंग ऑल दिस आई सेंड ऑल दी मलेच्छास बैक टू देयर होम्स फाइव और सेवन नॉन बिलीविंग हिंदूज केम टू केम टू मी देन केम टू मी कमिंग टू मी the hindus complain nimai pandit has broken the hindu religious principle he has introduced the sankirtan system which we never heard from any scriptures when we keep a night long vigil to observe religious performance for the worshiping of mangal chandi and vasahari playing on musical instruments and dancing and chanting are okay nimai pandit was previously a very good boy but since he has returned from gaya he conducts himself differently now he loudly sings all kinds of songs claps and plays drums and hand cymbals making a demolished sound that defeats our ears we don't we do not know what he eats that makes him become mad dancing singing sometimes laughing crying falling down jumping up and rolling on the ground He has made all the people practically mad by always performing congregation chanting. At night, we cannot even get our sleep. We are always kept awake. Now he has given up his own name, Nimai, and introduced himself by name Gaur Hari. He has spoiled Hindu religion principles and introduced the irreligion of non-believers. Now the lower caste are chanting the Hare Krishna Mahamantra again and again. For this sinful activity, the entire city of Nauthi will become deserted. According to Hindu scriptures, God's name is most powerful. Him, if everyone hears the chanting of the name, the potency of the name will be lost. So this is the argument. This is actually not very valid. sir you are the ruler of the town whether hindus or muslim everyone is under your protection therefore please call him and make him leave the town after hearing the complaints this in sweet words i told them please go home i shall certainly prohibit him my pandit from continuing this hari krishna movement i know that narayan is the supreme now this is chankaji singh i know that narayan is the supreme god of the hindus and i think that you are the same narayan that i feel in my mind chankal is telling to mahaprabhu that you are that very narayan lord narayan that's what my mind is saying after hearing kazi spoke uh, after hearing kazi speak so nicely chaitanya mahaprabhu touched him and smilingly spoke as follows chaitanya mahaprabhu is saying now The chanting of the holy name of Krishna from your mouth has performed a wonder. It has nullified the reactions of all your sinful activities. Now you have become supremely pure because you have chanted three holy names of the Lord, Hari, Krishna, and Narayan. You are undoubtedly, undoubtedly the most fortunate and pious. Just by chanting in this conversation, he chanted Hari, Krishna, and Narayan three times, only three names, and then you know, Lord was so happy that you know you have basically destroyed your sinful reactions. Uh, whatever sin you are committing, it's just gone. You have become pure and pious. After hearing the the uh, sorry, after the Kazi heard this, tears flowed from his eyes. He immediately touched the lotus feet of Lord. and spoke the following sweet words only by your mercy have my bad intention vanished kindly favor me so that my devotion may always be fixed upon you the lord said i wish to beg you for one favor in charity you must pledge that this sankirtan movement will not be chant at least in the district of nadia the kazi said to as many descendants as take birth in my dynasty in the future i give this grave adopt admonition no one should chant the sankirtan movement hearing this the lord got up chanting hari hari following him all the other vaishnavas also got up chanting the vibration of the holy name sitadana mahaprabhu went back to perform sankirtan and the kazi his mind jubilant went with him The Lord asked the Kazi to go home. 
Then the son of Mother Sachi came back to his own house dancing and chanting. This is the incident concerning the Kazi and the Lord's mercy upon him. Anyone who hears this is also freed from all offenses. So, how to uh, revive the lost intelligence of the ignorant people in society? By giving them chance so they can have bhakti mukhuti, bhakti mukhuti, sakruti. Giving them chance to be connected to regular principles of bhakti yoga. Whether that be book distribution, reading the books, hearing, Sriman Bhagavadam, Prashadam, Deity Worship, Sankirtan. This is our duty. So here, uh, as a Vaishnava, as a servants of Śrīla Prabhupāda and uh, Lord Krishna, to save humanity, who is actually rushing towards this hell, Vishasan, and they will be, uh, they will be destined to suffer in that hell perpetually. We, we, as a, a servant of Sri Prabhupada and Lord Krishna, we can do little service to help them come out of their ignorance and start their bhakti, Krishna consciousness and bhakti yoga by giving them some opportunity to be connected to Krishna. Just like Mahaprabhu, just by even chanting three holy names, uh, uh, he purified, killed the demonic mentality of Chantrazi. Vaishnava. So I shall end here. If anyone has any question, we can take. Or else it's already 10 past 9. We can come. We should get people to say the whole name. Try to go Yes. It's good if you have a name that you initiated. You have a name. Spiritually. Yes, spiritually. Uh, yes, yes, yes. You can use that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. This is how we can treat, you know. People ask us a name. Yeah. Oh, my name is Krishna Das. Yeah. <laughs> can you say Krishna Das? <laughs> yeah. Yes, please. Hare Krishna Prabhuji, Prabhuji, I would like to ask him, Chandkaji, he just said Hare Krishna, Rama, and Narayan. Hari Krishna and Hari Krishna and Narayan. And then he got free. Um, but we chant like so many names, but sometimes we still have that um, bad mentality. So can you repeat the question? Repeat the question? Yes, yeah, so our Krishna has asked the question that Chant um, Kazi has chanted only three names. Hari Krishna and Narayan, Mahaprabhu said that you have uh, chanted these holy names, so all your uh, sinful activities are eradicated. You are biased now. Hmm? Uh, but we chant, we are chanting every day, uh, but still we have bad intentions in our mind, right? So, yes, uh, there is no doubt about that. That chanting holy name even once, once uh, uh, amount of simple reactions are destroyed just like uh, that even we cannot accumulate Imagine. and so if we say we can accumulate this much the chanting the holy name just once you know uh, not only this much you know the, the limit we cannot reach to accumulate even simple activities are destroyed so basically everything all simple reactions are being Destroyed except by changing the world. There is no doubt about that. <coughs> it's like um, uh, the room is dark, for example, when you enter a room and there is no light. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you come and then as soon as you switch on the light, uh, darkness is immediately gone. Right? So it, it, uh, darkness won't say, you know, I am here for you know so many years. Uh, how dare you, you know, immediately you throw me out of this room uh, uh, and have to stay here, you know, this is my room. And 
No, as soon as bulb is on, light is on, darkness is gone. So you can that. As soon as the holy name is chanted and heard, all the darkness, all the ignorance, all the sin relations just goes away. And it cannot just stay there. But your question is then why it's not with us? Our bad intentions are still there. But be assured that we also have our own sinful relations gone because we are chanting. But then free will is there. We can again commit mistakes. So purification, constant purification is required. And then we will come to that stage one day that you know we become completely pure. We, 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 we won't contaminate ourselves again and again. But we are sure that there is no punishment in this hell described here for Vaishnavas. No way they will go there. Just by chanting holy name, but the intentions, as you mentioned, we have to work on that. Uh, impressions of our past life are so strong that we again go back to that kind of uh, activities. So just like in the second chapter, we read those, read those verses. And so when we see sense objects, uh, then we start contemplating, and then we learn to enjoy. You know, so that whole cycle starts. And we lose our intelligence and we commit some uh, undesirable activities. <coughs> so we have to keep checking our intelligence and our intentions. It's constant process. But it doesn't mean that the bhakti process is not working. It does work. Eventually these kind of things will go away slowly, slowly, slowly. There is no other way. Is there any other way you can check on your bad intentions? No. Is there any medicine or pill available? Or is there any other thing available? Material means? No. Only chanting Krishna, only bhakti process is the way to go to cure this disease. Shri Bhagavatam ki, Shri Lakarupayat ki, Samadhi.